started here, just a minute. I'm gonna go a little speed Gibson as usual, all narrowly escape, and we will be back with the news and everything else. I got Super Smash Brothers. We'll talk about that later. I want to realize, man, the where I feel in me. How do you feel? I want to. I, well, and I'd love to work in a bar, and I wonder. It's its own. At least you have your. Speed Gibson of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Clint and Barney land their plane at Dashen Lu, gateway to Tibet. They are met by Martin, who introduces himself as a government attaché and who takes the party into the town, leaving some of his own men to guard their plane. After having their passports visaed and warning the authorities that the octopus and some of his band have flown into Tibet, the boys and Bob Gilmore, Dr. Kingsley, and little Jean explore the town with Martin as a guide. Approaching the outskirts of Dashen Lu, Clint wonders if they should take a last look at their plane preparatory to the takeoff at dawn. But, as they discuss the question, an avalanche roars down from the mountains above and everything is confusion. Hey, Barney! Speed! Where are you? He's under all that snow. I saw him go down. Oh, quick, help me dig him out. Everybody, pitch in. Use your hands. Fix anything. But get Barney out before he suffocates. Give me a stick. I thought they never had landslides in Dutch and Lou. Oh, there's more to this than appears, Bob. Hurry, now dig faster. Oh, poor Barney. Well, you stay back, Gene. More snow may come down at any time. Look, there's Barney's foot. But grab hold. Everyone, pull him up. All right, let's go. Here he comes. Barney, are you all right? Yeah. Well, give him a chance to get his breath, Speed. Come on, let's yeah. carry him over there. Okay. Yeah. Take his feet, Bob. Okay. Lucky he wasn't in direct line with that avalanche, or we never would have gotten to him in time. Well, just the edge of it caught him. Yeah, just the edge. But that was enough to bury me in six feet of snow. They never have avalanches in Dosh and Lou, but let Barney Dunlap arrive in town and the whole mountain slides down on his neck. Uh, well, I told you to run. You run where? How was I to know where the darn thing had land? Uh, hey, help me get some of this snow out of my neck, Speed. Okay, Barney. See, you were sure lucky. Lucky? Suffering wangdoodles. If that's what you call luck, I'd hate to have a streak of bad luck. But look at all those poor people whose houses were wrecked by that avalanche, Barney. They would have been buried, too, if Clint hadn't given the alarm. Hey, by the way, where's Martin? Hmm? Martin? Oh, he was right here when the avalanche struck. Right beside me. He sure ain't there now. Do you think he might have been buried, too? Why, no. He was way out of danger. That's funny. Wonder where he could have gone. 
Maybe he went to get help. Then why didn't he tell us what he was going to do? There's something mighty funny about the whole thing. Oh, you mean Martin's disappearance, Clint? Well, not exactly, but the way everything has happened, Dr. Kingsley. The way Martin brought men along to guard our plane. While he drove us into town, for instance. Clint, he's a government attaché. Yes, but how did he know we would want our plane guarded, Speed? He shouldn't have known we were on official business until I had introduced ourselves. I had made no contact with Dao Shen Lu by shortwave radio. That's right. Do you think Li Yang might have radioed ahead before he was hurt? Well, not to anyone here but our operator, Barney. And he would have no reason to reveal our coming until he had talked to me. Then do you think Mr. Martin is a member of the Octopus Band, Clint? And I won't think anything until I see him again, Gene. But one thing is certain. We'd better get to our plane right away and see if the avalanche buried that, too. You mean, you think the octopus planned this avalanche to do away with us, Clint? That it wasn't an accident? Well, doesn't it strike you as a little strange that an avalanche should descend just at the time we're on the outskirts of Dashin Lu and near our plane bomb? On the surface, it appears a good way to kill several birds with one stone. Stone? An avalanche, you mean? Come on, let's get to that plane and ask them guys guarding it some questions. Yes, master, you sent for me. You and I are leaving the Black Pass. We will fly to Lhasa. Lhasa? The holy city of Tibet? You are surprised? I thought you did not like this windy pass. I do not, master. But Lhasa, it is so carefully guarded. It is so carefully guarded. Whoever enters or leaves is closely questioned. Is it not dangerous for you to seek entrance, master? Oh, sometimes I think you have been with me too long. Master... You remember the days when first we started? Well, since then we have grown. I have grown in power until now I can accomplish anything I desire. It is not that I doubt your power or abilities, Master. But sometimes even the sun is hidden by clouds. Cannot disaster sweep across your path as quickly as unexpectedly? Disaster, as you call it, has made me the power that I am, Kwan Mu. Because I have learned to override disaster. A pity that uh, you have not learned the same. I am merely your humble servant. Then prepare to leave for Lhasa with me immediately. I have just had word from our man at the Dachen Lu. The first welcome that I had planned for the secret police, the avalanche, has failed. Failed? I know, it seems incredible. But Clint Barlow and all who travel with him seem protected by some mysterious luck that saves them from destruction. But such luck cannot last forever. Someday it will fail. And in that hour, Clint Barlow shall be at my mercy. Someday, perhaps, in the future. But, Master, what about the present? Do not fear, Wu. The avalanche failed to accomplish what I had hoped. But the secret police and their friends have not left Dutch and Lou yet. I am informed that they plan to take off at dawn. <laughs> then the octopus will strike again. You still hope to stop the pursuit? Yes. But I am taking no chances. Should they escape, we will be in Lhasa by the time they reach the Black Pass. And I think my aviators there will accomplish what my men at Dutch and Lou thus far have failed in. The destruction of the secret police. However, we shall first see if Clint Barlow and the others succeed in taking off at dawn. <laughs>
There's our plane, all right. Rooms up in the moonlight, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. The avalanche missed it, all right. Luckily. Lucky is right. It might have taken us weeks to repair the plane if it had been disabled in any way. Well, don't count your chickens before they're hatched, Bob. If the octopus went to all the trouble of bringing an avalanche down on my neck, he might have wrecked the motors or the controls. Good heavens, do you think so? Uh, I doubt it, Doctor. It was a miracle that we escaped from that avalanche. The octopus never thought we would, I'm sure of that. And probably gave his men no further orders other than to say that there'd been a terrible accident. Just wait till I get my mitts on that Martin guy. Him doing that disappearing act looks mighty suspicious to me. That's what always happens to the octopus gangsters. Just when you want them, they ain't. <laughs> and when you don't want them, there they are, huh, Barney? That's right, kid. Hey, boys. Looks as if the men guarding our plane have disappeared, too. Huh? Yeah. Now, see for yourself. There's no sign of them. Maybe the avalanche scared them away, Bob. Well, guards aren't supposed to desert their post, Gene. Besides that, they could easily see that they weren't in line with it. Hey, you're right, Bob. Let's get inside the plane and see if it's been damaged. Oh, Doctor, you'd better wait here with Gene until we see if everything's okay. Very well, then. We'll wait right here for you. Well, the plane looks just about like we left it. Yeah, but I've learned that looks don't mean a thing. Uh, I'll climb in first and switch on the lights. All right, go ahead. Everything's clear. Come on. All right, let's go. All right, now, Barney, go up front and try out the motors. Then go over the controls carefully to see if anything's been touched. Okay, Clint. And, Bob, uh, you look at our supplies, will you? You bet, Clint. What should I do? Well, Speed, you might take a look at our ammunition. Meanwhile, I'll see if our fuel tanks have been tampered with. Oh, yes, and look at the drinking water, too, Speed. Okay. Let's see now. Machine gun bullets. Yep, they're in order. And here are the tear gas bombs. Nobody's touched them. I don't think the plane's been hurt any, because it was all locked up and the octopus never thought we'd be able to use it again. Well, I'm through here. Guess I'll go up and see how Barney's making out. Hey, Bob, how are the supplies? Everything seems to be all right, Speed, but I'm making a thorough examination just to make sure. These supplies are darn important to us on this flight. I'll say so. Barney! Ah! Oh! Hey, what do you mean sneaking up behind me like that and grabbing my shoulder? Trying to scare me to death? <laughs> no, I thought you heard me coming, Barney. How can I hear you when I'm listening to these motors? Sound all right, don't they? Smooth as silk, kid. Ain't nothing wrong with these, baby. They'd carry us to Timbuktu if we were to take off right now. But as long as we ain't, I might as well save gas. Well, ammunition is okay, too, and Bob's checking on the supplies. Guess those octopus gangsters didn't hurt our plane any. Not yet, but I'd like to get away from here before the octopus gives him any new ideas. We're gonna leave at dawn, Barney. Yeah, but a lot can happen between now and dawn, kid. Don't forget that the octopus loves to work in the dark. Listen. What's that? Sounds like drums. Let's go find Clint. Maybe he'll know what they mean. Yeah, but it better not be another parade. Hi, fellas. What's up? Hear those drums, Bob? We're going to find out what they mean. Oh, I'll come along with you. The supplies are all in good shape. Swell. Clint's checking the gasoline and stuff. He's outside now. What's stopping us, then? Pile out. Okay. okay here we go. I'm down. Yeah. Uh. Oh, Steve, what are those drums? That's just what we want to know, Gene. Uh, here's Clint now. I think those are Tibetan prayer drums. I told you we'd hear them at Dashin Lu. Tibetan prayer drums? 
They sound more like signal drums to me. They are weird. Oh, dear. I wish we were leaving this place right now. I don't like it. Well, Jean, I think you've hit on our next move. Huh? What do you mean, Clint? The octopus has failed in one attack on us. Yeah, but it sure made an impression on me. But he may not be through with us. Just like I said, kid, remember? Now, listen, Echo, will you pipe down a minute and let me talk? Sure, go ahead. I ain't stopping you. Oh, Dr. Kingsley. You took nothing from the plane, did you? I mean, uh, you took no belongings? Why, no, Clint. Everything is here. Yeah, don't you remember, Clint? We left everything in the plane except our identification papers because we only thought we'd be gone a few hours. And there's no reason for us to return to town. Yeah, huh? Won't Mr. Wing, Ming wonder over our sudden departure? The last he heard, we were sightseeing and weren't going to take off until dawn. Well, by now, all of Doshin Lu probably knows about the avalanche bomb. And Martin... Playing his part of the end will probably report to Ming that we escaped. And he'll also report it to the octopus. Exactly. And before the octopus gang has time to plan another trap, we're going to leave Doshen Lu. Climb into the plane, everybody. We're not going to wait until dawn. We're taking off for the Black Pass immediately. <laughs> theme song all right uh naked capitalism links 12 9 18 it's december 9th ladies and germs Jeez, oh pete jalen schofield all right the magical moment <laughs> and magical in quotes i love when people do that the quote-unquote magical moment a photographer spotted a rare white deer reindeer in the snow oh my god I just can't get the words out today. Uh, National Post. Um, can we still let the cat out of the bag? PETA's anti-animal phrases post gets social media's goat. Okay. Scroll.in. Uh, Honda, Caltech, and NASA's JPL might have a real alternative to uh, uh, lithium-ion batteries. It's L-I-ion, Li-ion batteries, but it's lithium-ion. Roadshow. I'm not surprised at all. That's why we fucking paid NASA and Caltech. That's from Roadshow. I think I said that. Uh, how Alaska fixed its earthquake-shattered roads in just days. The Verge. Hmm. Probably because they have to fucking deal with it all the time, and they have a said uh, technique. Um, researchers found a way to shrink a supercomputer to the size of a laptop. Um... That's funny. That's by futurism. When I was a kid, I always... When, when they first came out, I always used to think it was lab top. Like, you'd be in the lab, so it would just sit on the top of your desk. 
It took me ages to find. Oh, it's lap with a P, not lab. Laptop. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> anyway, that's just me being stupid. All right. <clears throat> it's a sad reality. Oh, yeah, this is weird. A troubling trend sees a 97% decline in monarch butterflies. The Guardian. Chai gal, I knew the numbers were dropping, but 97% is shocking and so sad. Yeah, by the way, I believe it, the the one I read, I swear it said, like, in California. It was, like, even, like, more specific than just 97% because I don't... Anyway. Mm. Preparations begin for the climate change deluge. Well, now they're ready. You've been ready fucking 20 years ago. You're too busy making money. Um, that's by Dear Spiegel. Airlines ignoring efficient planes in blow to carbon target study. Guardian. Yeah, I read that the other day. <laughs> like, you guys give a fuck. That's a little stupid. I just noticed. Why do I keep saying that? Like, you care. But yeah, I read it and it was like, well, no shit. <laughs> that's one of the worst goddamn polluters is airplanes. But, you know. And as if they were expected to. Oh, no, no, we're totally... It, like that's what always makes me laugh it's like a sad laugh <laughs> is how people just constantly fall for the exact same thing as if this new thing is going to act any different than the old thing under the same circumstances it's like okay <laughs> it's like google you know, I re- I absolutely remember when they started and when they were like, don't be evil. And I was like, well, they're just telling you right there. They're going to be shitty. <laughs> like, why would you lead with that? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. That's like a security agency being like, don't steal or, or like or we don't steal. Well, why the fuck do you bring that up? You know, don't be evil. Well, why in the fuck did you bring that up? You know? At least eBay and shit, they were just straight up, look, we a credit card company, give us your money, fuck you. You know, I, I get that, you know, they're not trying to be your fucking buddy. The idea that some company wants to be your buddy is such a shithead idea. Anyway, whatever. Waste watch, speaking of, waste watch. How GM invented planned obsolescence. Hey, I remember I, my mom used to tell me about that ages ago. <laughs> Until I kept saying, like, my mom told me ages ago, like, GM, because she used to work for their newspaper, the panel channel, which she used to work for. She used to run the motherfucker and another dude. And um, one of the things she used to tell me was, like, you know, because we go to the auto show and we talk about the future cars and shit. And she's like, yeah, one of the things they want to do in the future is just, if you could, if they could just have you lease the motherfuckers. So you're basically renting the car. And you and they can retain ownership of it, and they and make more money off of that vehicle that you have, you know, quote unquote, bought. And I just see it all around when I see any of those subscription models to shit, um, especially any like online music, you know, where it's like, well, I'm sure you sort of have it, but unless I've I've say this all the time though, but unless I have a physical object in my hand that I can, like, reliably, you know, depend on. Well, I can always go back to that anytime I like. You know, like the convenience of a videotape, you know, or where you can record shit and do stuff and be and have fun with the material without having either, A, someone looking over you, or, B, you have to license it because 
what you're a citizen and you what you're you know it's like it, it's such bullshit anyway but it's all the same thing where you don't actually own it you know it's like the idea you know look if my cd's if my cd player broke i just buy a new cd player you know if my computer breaks with all my shit in it i don't know if i can get that stuff out it's like trapped it's a weird walled situation anyway whatever Hey, man, it's very much like suburbia, you know, we're all together, but we're all walled off, man. <laughs> uh, whatever. So, yeah, how GM invented planned obsolescence, tree hugger. But, you know, that's, that's I mean, I, I, just, I only bring that up because I've heard that since the 1980s, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Wow, as Noam Chomsky turns 90, a look at how the world, uh, how he made the world seem a little less inhuman and a lot more comprehensible. Yeah, I like Noam Chomsky. Um, I like when I see people like him turn 90 because it makes my mom bleak, just bleak. All right, cool. Well, if he can make it till 90, goddammit, my mother can. So, because yeah. no one wants to see anybody. They love to die. Um, thanks, George, for that simple explanation of how humans work. Uh, Sirekistan. Spare me America's tears for Jamal Kahozi. Well, remember, I always <laughs> said this last week. I know I'm fucking that name up. <clears throat> this excuse for Trump bashing ignores the CIA's past crimes. Independent Robert Fisk. No shit. Um, scrap up. Scrappy. Why the fuck did I see Scrappy? Oh, okay. It's coming up. Saudi Arabia sets up a Scrappy New Year with Trump. <laughs> It's like Scrappy Arabia. What the fuck? And I was just reading ahead. Uh, Bloomberg, the Rev Kev. I just like his name. Um, meet the senators who took Saudi money. Was that everybody? You're just gonna read every, Just here's the list of all the senators. <laughs> oh lord. All right. Uh, that's from the American Conservative. I'm always. I'm not always surprised, but I'm, I always like seeing them on this list um, because I like that it's a. Oh, from you from where i stand usually a wholly other view of the world so it's nice to see but they're all serious reporters you know so like well, not all of them you know what i mean but like most of them are damn serious reporters especially the ones that they would pick to be on this website and um i like um i don't know i like their perspective i like different beep, beep, boop. i like a different perspective yeah, we'll get the word out right. I have a sip of the San Pellegrino. I always get a, so weird, I always get like a pomegranate and orange. I didn't know that it had orange in it. I always thought it was pomegranate. San Pellegrino. I always get one of those when I come in here. More than booze and more than anything else is the one thing I've always loved. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Um, I just like like it sounded like a fucking uh, like afternoon commercial or something like a big daytime TV commercial. It's the one thing I've always loved. <laughs> oh man, it's Italian sparkling pomegranate and orange beverage from Concentrate. Exactly. It's whatever the flying fuck. It's supposed to be an Italian soda, sorta. Which is just, you know, syrup and uh, fizzy water. <laughs> I always forget what it's called. Oh. Speaking of, that's another one of those things. I'm, I'm thinking about turning this into a bit, right? 
um, <laughs> I keep thinking about how uh, words that like you know you're like grown up when you have to like finally learn what the fuck this word means. <laughs> the one that always keeps popping in my head, and I think it's because it's the holidays, is the word hyd- hydrangea. <laughs> right? I know it's a. I think it's a flower. I think it's the holiday. I think it's it's that red flower. And uh, but I'm not a hundred percent sure because I think a hydrangea could also be one of those plants that doesn't take a lot of water. And one of the things I re- <laughs> I'm ha- I'm somewhere like in a stubborn place where like I want to look at I sort of want to look it up and then at the same time I'm like I don't give a fuck. So by the time I get to thinking about it, I'm like uh, my mind's like no, don't look it up. And I'm like why the fuck won't you look it up? You know what? I'll probably look it up before we get out of here today. Just so I can get it off my head. A hydrangea. And what's the what's the annual one? I don't know shit about flowers, man. <laughs> I think about stuff like that sometimes because I used to be a Boy Scout, right? And it was like, you know, the independence and dependence on like the land around you. I was like, I'd be fucked when it comes to flowers, dog. <laughs> I just be like, don't eat none of them. <laughs> Give it the smell test first. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. I learned. <clears throat> I'm, I learned. I was reading um, that Mary Roach book, and one of the interesting things they're talking about smells and um, how how to lure people into smelling a foul odor is you add a little sweet to it. So like, like a like a kid opening a package of Christmas or something, they lean into the smell, and then like the sulfur or whatever the fucks in it hits their nose, and it clay it binds to like some receptors in the nose that it constantly rebinds to, but the you know the sweet is unflitted away, but you're stuck with this grimy smell, and um. One of the funniest things was like they were getting ready to test the shit on the Japanese, right? They were really fucking ready to hit the Japanese with the stink bomb. And 17 days before like the final report came out on their stink thing, bomb, um, we dropped the bomb on Naga or Hiroshima. So <laughs> somebody else was working on secret shit that blew up that place a little different. So, but yeah. <laughs> Just made me think about smells. Oh, Noam Chomsky, Surakistan. U.S.-Saudi relationships entered uncharted territory. Bullshit. Okay, that's from the hill. It's just a hill. A tiny little hill. Um... The new Cold War. In his own words, James Comey's testimony on Clinton FBI probe. Fuck him. Bloomberg. James Comey's a dirtbag. Um, class warfare. Can the nation's first charter school strike transform the industry? Truth out. Well, as I always say, when you see a question like that, the answer will be no. <laughs> it's an easy article to write. <laughs> If that's your if that's your headline, whatever. Bush forty one, the triumph of manners over truth. <laughs> Who, what, why? Dang, he's a jerk off. Um, well, well, he's not a jerk off anymore. He's a dead man. Um, Wall Street's corruption runs deeper than you can fathom. No shit, truth dig. Um, after Luxembourg made all public transport free, could the UK do the same? <laughs> 
Well, before I hit him with the no, they're smart enough to answer it, perhaps, but only in on certain days, which is also a no independent. I leave it to you, dear readers, to shred the logical flaws in this short piece. Oof, damn. All right. Um, <clears throat> oh, wow, they got their own section now. The Yellow Jackets, Gilliette Jones. Uh, let's deplorables demand the fall of the regime. There you go. Moon of Alabama. You can't keep fucking squeezing people with austerity and like, oh, everything's going great. <laughs> they don't, just don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I just, I hate when people say, but at the end of thinking of all the bullshit, it, the only conclusion I can run to is just so oh, indifference. You know? It's if they cared do something learn something <laughs> and people don't so <laughs> but you know part of this from living on the streets if you've lived out there long enough you know people don't give a fuck <laughs> you can die on them damn streets real easy <sighs> and that's it's just all man, whatever <clears throat> the yellow vest rebellion peter turchin love the max boot quote all right. Yellow vest protest. Nearly 1,400 detained in New Day of Unrest in France. France 24. Can the yellow vest speak? Jacob, and that's a damn good question, right? Everything I've seemed to keep reading is coming from the other side of the fucking, um, the issue. You know, from the police side and, you know, the state side, as it were. Um, Brexit. Theresa May to handbag Brussels and frantic big bid to save Brexit deal. Handbag? What, they hit him with a handbag? Good luck with that horse shit. Okay. The Times. Theresa May warns her warring MPs, back me or I'll get Corbyn no Brexit. As she considers delaying crunch vote to return to Brussels for a handbag moment to demand more concessions. What is up with the handbag? It's Daily Mail. Here we go. Splits, handbags, and a remain poll. What the Sunday paper said about Brexit, Guardian. <laughs> Summary of the latest quote-unquote exclusives. High noise to signal ratio. No shit. <laughs> like, what's up with the handbag? <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, this thing. Who? How do I screw this up? Highway? Who way? Hullabaloo. <clears throat> Beijing blames Canada for the arrest. I'm not going to fuck up that word again. I guess I have to this three more times. Uh, how H-U-A. Huawei. Huawei arrest and threatens grave concerns for hurt feelings of Chinese. S-C-M-P. Uh, Canadian ambassadors summoned over uh, oh, Huawei's CFO's detention. Yeah, the chief financial officer was arrested the other day. And it's just a really big story for some reason. Fuck it. Just arrest the fuck. Listen to this bullshit. Chinese and U.S. executives worry over Huawei CFO's arrest. Financial Times. Why are they worried? Fuck that, dude. <laughs> they make it sound like he's the only man who can run this fucking gig. <clears throat> big Brother is watching you watch. Do, 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 do. Apple released its first Bedit sleep monitoring device. Bet it. Ugh. Oh, God. And Gadget EM. 
We're from Big Data and we're here to help. You can trust us inside your bedroom, I'm sure. Uh, Australia passes new long to thwart strong encryption. Yeah, that's weird, I thought, uh, Ars Technica. Uh, Facebook fracas, how the star of Sheryl Sandberg dimmed BBC. Mm. Uh, Democrats in disarray, desperate measures, <clears throat> exclamation point. <laughs> I guess we desperate measures. <laughs> uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton resort to using Groupon to sell half-price tickets after the 13-stop paid speaking tour fails to draw the crowds. Daily Mail canceled the tour. This is beyond embarrassing. Yeah, no, the first fucking stop I talked about last week, Groupon. That was part of the thing. Groupon was on there. I don't think I mentioned that, but yeah, that was part of the thing that made me laugh. I'm like, what the fuck, Groupon? Yeah. Mm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh like a lot that's amazing that that's what's going on with that shit good fuck that shit all right um elizabeth warren is tested and found wanting national review yes i know the national review is an warren friendly forum but still yeah better or work should not run for president jacobin i agree judge federal judge orders additional discovery plan in hillary clinton email lawsuit jesus jurist um health care Prominent doctors aren't disclosing their industry ties in medical journal studies, and journals are doing little to enforce their rules. Oh, no shit. Um, ProPublica. Uh, India. Uh, dying in mine dust. Ugh. God. <laughs> in uh, Rajasthan, miners battle TB and a silly, uh, what's it, silicosis? Ciliosis, silicosis, silicosis, I think. Yeah, another hidden cause of that granite countertop. Yeah, ugh, ugh. Uh, Gandhi and the end of an empire, and the end of empire by Project Syndicate. Sashi Tharoor. Um, Indian ATM companies warn warn of cash machine shutdowns. Boy, they're being real weird about their fucking cash money thing over there in India. That's from the Financial Times. Like last year, they tried to. It might have been the year before, but I believe it was last year that they, I don't know who the fuck made all the money off of this, but somebody made all the money off of this by trying to basically like criminalize or like pull all, like banknotes out, <laughs> like from Indian society. And just like, no, we're just going to do it all on the car. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, <laughs> I can't even imagine trying to do that here. And there's only like 300 million people. There's like over a billion people. <laughs> like, Jesus. <clears throat> it had to be hellish. Oh, I just remember fucking lines and all these people. Some banker would make just it's like, what the fuck, India? All right. Um, realignment and legitimacy. Uh, disputed North Carolina race. Uh, raises prospect of congressional probe. Uh, the Hill. Uh, Trump transition <laughs> still so funny um, the death of George H.W. Bush making another genocidal American leader great again SCMP for the first time or for first time prosecutors connect Trump to a federal crime ABC Channel News 9 and so people like yeah, campaigns finance laws all the time the typical penalty is a fine yep uh, the phony U.S.-China truce, Project Syndicate. They're really good. I like uh, Project Syndicate. And uh, Kelly Exit helps position Trump for 2020 Politico. And here we have a lovely picture, I believe. It's a f looks like a falcon. 
I don't know shit about birds either, really. It's either a falcon or a hawk. Whichever one has the smaller beak, I think. <laughs> or they both have the same size hooky beak. Weird little dinosaurs. I hate birds' feet. It's so fucking creepy. It's like something out of a... Like a fucking nightmare. Anyway. <clears throat> it's brown. That means anything. <laughs> That's why I thought it was a... What's a... Instead of a eagle. But, like, I thought it was a hawk. I don't know why I think hawks are more muted. They're both big as fuck. That, that's a fact. Where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah, I was living... When I, was I living in Hayward? No, I was living in Richmond. And, like, it's sort of out in the... In the... Not, yeah, sort of in the hills. Like... It's weird. It's sort of in the country. It, like it's leading you right out into the country, sort of. <clears throat> it's at like the it's the end of the Bart line, on um, one of the runs in um, I guess it would be the north the north run, um, in San Francisco, and so like once you get out of the the main city shit, like they got like a fucking huge gorgeous park out there, well, a couple of them actually, and. Um, I go out there and you know you go walking up into the hills and shit and like you'd start to see these big fucking birds and shit and they are like it's so weird to like the difference between like you know being there and seeing this shit like i'm looking at it right now on the screen like on the screen it's like yeah that's impressive but when you see that fucking thing in the sky open up its wings and you see that huge wingspan at least i get awfully um it's kind of filled with awe, but I sort of do that with birds anyway. I'm a sort of a bird fan. Don't know shit about it. <laughs> All right. There you go. I'm sorry. I'm going to play some music for a second, and then uh, my man's supposed to come. You know what? Fuck this. I'm going to try to get in two-speed Gibsons before we get in. Yeah, because i got plenty of time for that. Uh, so we saw this one. There we go. Speed Gibson of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. that the octopus gangsters caused the avalanche from which they barely escaped at Dosh and Lou, Speed, Clint, and Barney decide to take off that very night instead of at dawn as originally planned. Meanwhile, the octopus and Quan Wu start a flight for Lhasa, the sacred city of Tibet, leaving the fleet of planes and the aviators stationed at Black Pass to stop the secret police in case they escape their planned fate at Dosh and Lou. 
The boys know nothing of this latest development, however, and we find them flying at a very high altitude as they approach the treacherous mountain range of Tibet, Nian Cheng Tang La. Ooh, it's getting cold. It's even colder than it was at Dash and Lu. Well, that's because we're flying at a much higher altitude, Jean. And don't forget that Tibet is the highest country in the world. Three-fourths of it is well over 10,000 feet above sea level. Well, this, uh... This high altitude certainly affects one's breathing. Oh, do you want the oxygen tank, Dr. Kingsley? No, thank you. I'll be all right if we don't go any higher. Clint, I was wondering about Gene and Speed. Oh, I'm all right, Daddy. I like being high like this. It makes me feel sort of breathless and excited. <laughs> Just so it doesn't make you feel too breathless, Gene. Now, be sure and let us know if you have any real difficulty in breathing, won't you? We have plenty of oxygen along for just such emergencies. Well, I guess we won't have to use it now, Clint. Guess we'll fly to a lot higher altitude than this before we catch up with the octopus. So we'd better save the oxygen until then. Has Barney got the automatic pilot on, Clint? Oh, no, Bob. Uh, not with these mountains around us. Often he flies between them instead of over them. Use of the automatic pilot would be fatal under such flying conditions. Clint, what was the other name of this mountain range? Oh, you mean the English name, Jean? Yes. Uh, the spirit of the expanse of great fear. That name frightens me. Why do they call it that? Well, I imagine the Tibetans are superstitious, honey. Such high mountains are always dangerous, so rather than admit physical fear, the Tibetans, probably people in Zhendong La with evil spirits, uh, creatures of their own imagination. I'm not afraid of things like that, Daddy. But the octopus and his men are waiting there at Black Pass. They're more terrible than these mountains, even evil spirits or anything else. Well, you needn't worry your little head about the octopus, Gene. Clint, Speed, Barney, and Bob will take care of him. How are you planning the attack, Clint? Well, frankly, I don't know yet. First, we'll have to see what conditions we have to face before planning how we're going to face them. Are you going to capture the octopus and his gang alive, Clint? I'd like to, Speed. But if worse comes to worst, we can bomb Black Pass from the air. That would save the secret police and the world a lot of trouble. And it's the way the octopus would take if our positions were reversed. But I have orders to bring him in alive if possible. And I intend following those orders. Clint! Oh, Clint, come here. Coming, Barney. Well, what's up, fella? I just talked to the hospital again over the short wave set, and Li Ying is still out cold. Looks like concussion of the brain, all right. Well, that isn't so good. I'm convinced that Ying had something important to tell me before we took off from Hong Kong. He told me as much. Chang prevented that. Now there's no telling how long he'll be unable to talk. Yeah, that's bad luck. Our Hong Kong operator in the hospital not knowing what's going on. Who's taking this place meantime? Uh, Wong, you remember him? Oh, yeah. But he didn't have all the inside dope on the job we're working on like Ying did. No, and Ying certainly didn't have a chance to tell him about it either before his accident. I guess we can only depend on the Hong Kong office for emergency supplies or reinforcements, Barney. We'll have to do all the undercover work on our own. That's right, pal. We can keep in touch with our stations, but once we crack up or our radio goes on the blink, we're entirely on our own. Yes, and so are Dr. Kingsley and little Jean. Yeah, that ain't so good. If we run into an ambush at Black Pass, we're just as liable to get shot out of the sky as not. That'll be tough on the doc and the kid. Say, Barney, 
I've changed my mind. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Head the ship for Nagchuka instead of the Black Pass. Nagchuka? What is that? It's uh, one of the main gateways of the holy city of Lhasa, and one of the safest places in Tibet, since everyone is under the strictest surveillance. And no one can pass through to Lhasa without authorized permission. Then why go there? It's a cinch the octopus won't be there. Well, naturally. But I want to leave the doctor and Jean at Nagchuka. I know there will be a no danger there, and we can then continue on to the Black Pass with free minds. Free my foot? Flying into the den of the octopus ain't my idea of freedom. Ah, uh, you know what I mean. We, accustomed to danger, expect it. But we're apt to be over-careful when the lives of two innocent people are involved. Hey, if that's true, then let's take on more passengers. When you're near the octopus, it's impossible to be over-careful. <laughs> All right, wise guy. Are you going to head for Nagchuka? If you hadn't been so busy talking, you would have noticed that I turned her nose in that direction. Leastways, this map says it's in that direction. Well, of course, it's always a good idea to follow a map. Yeah, but one thing maps don't show is what's waiting for you when you come to the place you're looking for. Why do you continually look behind us? Do you expect to see someone following our plane? Yes, master. I must admit that I do. Suppose Prince Barlow should not go to the Black Pass first, but to Lhasa instead. Let him. I expect to reach Lhasa before he could. There's but one chance in a million that he would see us. But Barlow is known for making good on his one chance. Enough. Secret police will go to the Black Pass first. That I am sure of. There is no reason for them to change their plans. I cannot possibly know that I am no longer there. I sincerely hope that you are right, Master, now that we are flying alone. We shall not be alone long. I have already arranged for our men to prepare for our arrival in Lhasa. I wish to resume our smuggling activities over the most profitable route we have, the one between Tibet and India over the Himalayas. We have a big program ahead of us, Kwan Wu. There is no time for fear and imagination. Yes, Master, I shall remember. From this time on, I shall give no voice to my fears. Good. Are we stopping at Nagchuka or flying directly to Lhasa? We shall stop at Nagchuka. Remember, Wu, I have established a character for myself here in Tibet. I am Paul Meunier, scientist carrying on experiments in the comparative quiet of Tibet that will revolutionize the world. <laughs> Little does the Tibetan government realize how much they will revolutionize the world. <laughs> and all our activities can be safely carried on under the cloak of science? Yes, easily. Without my mask, I am Paul Meunier. With it, I am the octopus. And no one must ever know that both are the same man. You plan to remove your mask before landing at Nagsuka, then? Of course. But I shall change my appearance by following Barlow's example. I shall use makeup as a disguise. But this plane... It will be noticed, of course. Not many pass this way. Will it not be reported to the secret police should they reach as far as Nagsuka? No. Because of my reputation as Paul Meunier, the scientist, I can forbid the officials to say anything of my goings and comings. I shall say that I must have absolute privacy surrounding my experiments. Otherwise, I shall seek seclusion somewhere else in the world. The... Uh, the Tibetan government will not do anything to lose the fat fee I am paying them for such privacy. You make it all seem so easy, Master. Anything is easy, Wu, if one has courage. But if one hesitates, then all is lost. Remember that. I shall. And now I see Nagchuka ahead of us. 
You are to say nothing when others are around us. I shall introduce you as my mute colleague, whose brain is all the more keen because of enforced silence. Remember, never utter a sound when there is anyone near to listen. I shall remember. I shall still call you Wu, since it is a fairly common name. And now, make ready for our landing. like we should have reached Nagchukau long ago, Barney. Hold your horses, pal. After all, I was almost at Black Pass when you changed your mind about where to land. We could have reached Nagchukau a lot quicker if I'd pointed for it in the beginning. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> How do you like Tibetan flying? It's plenty tricky. Them mountains create some terrific downdrafts, and you never know what sort of wind you're going to find at the different altitudes. Suffering wang doodles, but the winds do blow in Tibet. Yeah, I heard that it started around 11 in the morning and sometimes blew all night. That's a comforting thought to carry when you try to make a landing. Feel this crate. It's bucking like a bronco. Uh, you want me to fly her for a while? No, thanks. I'll finish the job. How are the folks in the camp? As well as could be expected. Jean didn't like the idea of being left behind while we went adventuring, <laughs> as she put it. But I think the doctor was relieved. I don't blame him. <laughs> Poor duck. For a long time, he was getting along just fine in Hong Kong. Carrying on his practice as a doctor, dabbling enough in government to make it interesting. Then boom, along comes us and the octopus and everything goes haywire with him. You never know what's going to happen, I guess. Just about the time you get things figured out and running smoothly, somebody throws a wrench in the work. Yeah, and you land in Tibet. Don't tell me I know all the answers. <laughs> yeah, but they're generally the wrong answers. Oh, yeah? yeah. See, see, I think that's not Jukar Head. I sure hope so. And after this, if we always get wind in the afternoon in Tibet, I'll do all my flying in the morning. Hi, fellas. Hi, kid. We're almost there, aren't we? How'd you know? Oh, I was figuring our mileage and how much the wind probably cut our speed down. Comparing all that to the distance shown on the map, I figured we ought to be about there. Listen to him. Maybe he should be flying this crate. <laughs> so you taught your pupil too well, Barney. Speed will be flying rings around you before you know it. Oh, no. One thing I do know, and that's flying. The kid might fly as good as me someday, but he'll have to reach my age before he can. Well, we'll let him keep his illusions for the time being, Steve, because we'll land soon. Oh, boy, am I excited. There's not a whole lot known about Tibet. We'll almost be like explorers. That's no lie. We'll probably have to go places where no one else would go before we're out of this mess. Ah, quit singing the blues. Look sharp for a landing field, Barney. I am. Ain't I been losing altitude all the time? Yeah, but that can mean anything, including a crack-up. You just keep your feathers smooth and let me fly this ship, old pal. Send it below us, fellas. On the port side. Another ship, it's grounded. Well, yes. Boys, that's the octopus plane. You... What? Sure, don't you recognize it? We've caught up with him at last. Yeah, but now that we've caught up with him, just what are we going to do with him?
I thought, because I never fucking hear this band, that I would okay. that I would play some. So uh, for the next few minutes, we're gonna play some uh, screamers because they're the best. And um, yeah. <laughs> History has turned to fate Anarchy was occurring right Boys are chasing girls to get accused Little girls to break my heart Me and they search the galaxy again Well, we're here. Yeah. We're on. We're on. We're live. Are you controlling the music from there? No, no nothing's playing now. I just nothing's turned it playing? off. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's okay. just us talking. Oh, are we, are we live? Yeah. We're live. Yeah. We're live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just leave that night's playlist one up, and if you're going to pull something, just click on that that guy. Yeah, there you go. There we go. There I, I'm, 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 not, I'm a PC. I'm not a Mac. I don't know this stuff. Yeah, me neither, but I just had to learn for this bullshit job. The uh, first fucking computer I ever fucked with was a, was a Mac, really, back in 1984. Oh, it's always this weird. Why do you guys do the cross-scrolling? You're not asking me, right? Because you know I have nothing to do with these computers. <laughs> I don't know because I remember like my, like some computers you scroll down you have to scroll up it's backwards it's yeah backwards. It's, it's like I've uh, seen, I, I know that stuff before it's like uh, what's it called uh, fucking the uh, yeah I'm lightly slightly yeah but um I'm trying to think of what the fuck it's called why don't I put that on your head but anyway. 
But uh, what was I trying to say? What were we talking about? Yeah, no. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I was, I was, I was down last week. So. Oh, it's I all good. Feel, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like in the mood to actually talk about shit. It's all good, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I've had that feeling a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been kind of binge watching The Wire. Hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, I've never actually sat and watched all of The Wire. I watched the first season, and I was like, I get it. I'm cool. Yeah, well, I, I mean, if you watch the first season, that's pretty much, the, I mean, pro- pro- arguably the best season. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I, I mean, wouldn't. Well, I mean, actually, because I was here like better. the, the fourth better. season or the there's something. five seasons, and they go to distinct portions of Baltimore life. Yeah. Like, the first one goes into the gangster life. Yeah. Like, on the streets. Yeah. The second goes into uh, blue collar white guy like in docks. Yeah. And longshoreman. I, yeah. And I like heard the union guy. I heard people fucking really got kind of shit on the second season for some reason. Because I mean, there's a lot of racial tensions. Yeah. Oh, is that why they there's shit on the racial, second season? There's a, of, there's a lot of racism and homophobia. Yeah. These are like these are like. You they're longshoremen. They're longshoremen, like high school, like townies. Yeah, they're basically. dudes. Yeah. So okay. I grew up with those dudes. <laughs> yeah, Not townies, but and you like. Get, and you get like. Those dudes. So the first season is like in the Western District where it was all the black guys. Yeah. Then and they then go Eastern. Southeastern District is all the. White w- guys? All the Wiggas. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. All and the then. So and then. You get, you get all the all the white guys who talking talking black. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oof. <laughs> and then. Because uh, I know he did one. Didn't he do one before that called like The Town or something? Was that him? Um, David, uh, David Simon? Dave David Simon. Simon. He did Homicide Life in the street. Yeah, I know he did Homicide, but I think he did The I Town, think, too, which yeah. is like the Boston version well, of... I think he... The, I mean, I pretty much all of, his, all of his stuff came from his journalistic writing and from his... Because he used to be Baltimore Sun's, like, crime reporter. Yeah. So he's, yeah. like, he knows all about... Third season is about politics. So you... So they basically, throughout the wire, they just... Following the money, yeah. Where does the money go? Yeah, and they finally find out they're like it's in real estate development, it's in like politics, and it's like uh oh, it's in the corporations. And so when the police <laughs> are trying to like investigate their own shit, mm-hmm. that's when like the shit hits the fan. Gotcha. The fourth season is dealing with schools and education, because uh, it's like because a lot of the street life is pretty much just. Like when you go through elementary, middle school, they're just training training people for the streets. Oh, for sure. It's like there's a scene where it's like, uh, put that put that comic book back. Yeah. Like, what? Co- it's not mine. Yeah. I, it was just here. Yeah. I just I just found it here. Mm-hmm. It was just lying on my lap. Yeah. And it's just right, right wide open. I, it's not mine. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, wait, you just. He just taught a teacher Fourth Amendment search and seizure, just like right then and there. He just basically he knows more about search and seizure than that teacher would ever know. And I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" I never thought about it as uh, from I a lawyer's perspective. Until so, like, I'm, like, because I'm, I'm a, like, I just know kids like, I'm like that. A, I'm a non-practicing lawyer, so I know a little bit about the law. Yeah. So like, I learned a little bit about constitutional law about like Miranda rights. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. You're in school, and it's like, put that book away. It's not mine. <laughs> hey. I just saw it there. Hey, you don't pin that shit on me. <laughs> okay, so here we go. These are these are the motherfuckers that he wrote. Okay, he got homicide, a year of on the killing streets. Yeah. That was a book. Or no, that's a TV show he did TV before he did before homicide, he did. life on the streets. Yeah, that's the one I remember. But yeah. I guess before that, he did a, a year on the killing streets, which mm. sounds interesting. I bet. Mm. Uh, I was thinking of it's it's the corner, not the wire. It's the what? the, the corner. Corner. The corner. He, yeah. yeah. The corner. That, that's what I meant. I didn't yeah, mean no, the no, no, town. It was called, it was yeah, called yeah. the corner. It's the corner. Yeah. Is, which is, uh, I mean, if you ever heard the song by Common? Yeah. Corner? 
So, I mean, the corner is pretty much... Go to downtown and look at any fucking corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, not any corner, but maybe in the Tenderloin, you can probably yeah, find a few That's the few corner I mean. The corners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How about the corner? What's the corner before you hit the THC building? What is that? Uh, t- t- Turk? Hide? hide or Turk? Hide, yeah. It's like, yeah, what's it like? Six, oh, you know, six and hide know, it, it's, is it's a corner. Once you hit that... Um, that block is it? Is it Hyde or no? It's like the block. You talking about street. Turk? Cross Street of is it? Is it? It's not Geary. Is they it, got Turk. Is Turk is fucked up. Turk and like okay, but the cross street between Turk and Hyde. Oh, like, I think it's Geary. Is it Geary? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's like once you cross Geary, like from City Hall. <gasps> oh. And you cross one block over. Yeah. Like you're in a completely different world. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's like DC. Oh. Washington, Detroit's DC. like that too. Yeah, it's like you, right, like one block away. Literally. Literally. One block literally. away. It's like the boundary of where. <laughs> The city can like actually adjudicate itself yeah. is in Civic Center, but one block away, the police are like, "Nah, we're not touching that for a while." Yo, B, let me tell you about this one, fucker. Like, right? Whitewash, whitewash <laughs> up to the Gary, and then that's it. And then we fucking stop. We stop washing we stop the street streets. We said that. We stop. We stop. We stop fucking washing the we fucking sidewalk on one side. <laughs> on one side, we didn't street clean on the other side. We leave the whitewash part of Civic no, Center, no, and, that's, right. that's, and then they just left Tenderloin area. Yeah. Oh God! And not just what's the fuck? How about this? They got a fucking store called Plantation down there, like right where I used to buy wine. What do what do they sell? I I don't want to know. Yeah, well, I I tell you, they got a fucking nigga working the counter, and it's an interior design. They call him the Calm House Hand. Yeah, he's yeah, he's the boy up front. He's the house hand. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's terrible. But there's no fucking way, no, bro. As a black person, if I walked into a fucking store, if I walked to the door of a store and it's a plantation I don't give a fuck if I'm going for I think it's what like an interior bl- yeah. it's an interior design type what do you think shit? that black guy was thinking when he applied to plantation I, I something like this okay they sell high-end interior design furniture in San Francisco I will assume this is the fucking industry I want to be in. I will assume that yeah. young man is going to this. What's it? The San Francisco, the fart, the San Francisco Art Institute. Sure. sure. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can. I he's can, artsy. He's into the interior design. He's into that stuff. And he's saying, fuck that. They hate me anyway. And it's like, <laughs> this is, this is pla- plan, plantation. Yeah. And he's darker than me. And I've seen him working in there. And I was like, bruh. I I I couldn't something in my ego will not allow me to have to serve motherfuckers in plantation. <laughs> there's something in my ego. And I don't think I have much of an ego, but there's something in me that's like we got, we got, I he's Steven from Django. What is it? They have right he's sure Steven I guess. From I don't know. I've se- I've only seen the original Django. I've never seen the Django Unchained? No, the original Django. Okay, but Django Unchained is like he's uh, Samuel Jackson's like the the super loyal house hand. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, sure. He's like he's yeah. black but he's completely utterly loyal to uh to Leo DiCaprio's character. Yeah. So it's like He's like a white wife. <laughs> but tan, a little more tan than that. But a little bit, where it's like you know, if I if I disrupt what's going on here, it could shatter my normal existence. Oh, yeah. No, I think. I, <laughs> Therefore, he's kind of like the white you know wife what? in that you know situation. What? I think I think that was um, affirmative action in a certain sort of way. I mean, it's like planted. Like the the owners are like, okay, this is the name of our store. Yeah. Or maybe you thought about it. Okay, what's a good name for a store? Plantation. That that um, 
what, what what rings true with when you think plantation? You think interior, interior design. You think interior design. You think southern colonial. <laughs> You think not, it's kind of, it's not that's not what they're going for in that store. Southern they're going for that minimalist horseshit. We're not going to hire a white guy to introduce <laughs> you guys because you think plantation. You should see Colonel Sanders in that motherfucker. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're just gonna have our token black up there. Oh yeah, and he's up there. Well, he's back there. Cause like you have to walk a long way to get to the no, counter. They, they got they got another black guy in the back. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure they got him. They got a few brothers in the back. <laughs> I start talking about plantations and slavery. I'm gonna start talking with a southern drawl. I don't know why that is. Why is that I start talking in a southern drawl when I start talking about slavery and plantations? <laughs> Look, it's not even a it's not a plantation. It's a store you know called Plant. We should have, we should go to the mission and have we should have, we should make another. It's store. in Hayes Valley. We should make a store and call it Hacienda. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, not even. Not Hacienda. Even. Hacienda's fine. You'd have to name it after some shit. Whatever the no, no, the Hacienda system because they is that the Spanish the col- is that the Spanish is, colonial system store right next to plantation Hacienda? <laughs> is, is that and we will have Hispanic people up in front so hacienda is the name of the spanish colonials that's that's what that hacienda is version of the hacienda of the planet. gotcha the okay i didn't know that's what that was right on yeah. see no, yeah, I, yeah. I love learning yeah, shit. Yeah. that's cool see because i always thought hacienda was just like ha- casa's house well, so yeah. why the fuck would i think hacienda's house maybe i thought it was like an uh, extravagant name for it. well i guess it's like a plantation you know yes, plantation's a house but it's <laughs> it's a specific style and type of shit and uh, an hacienda, oh, not a hacienda, an hacienda. No, an hacienda. Hacienda, because you know, because the H's. The oh H's, yeah, they're, they're we silent. don't pronounce H's. Yeah, no. kind of like how there's some George. They, they okay, keep the okay. G silent. Uh, haciendas. Uh, although the hacienda is not directly related, related to the early grants of indigenous American labor, many Spanish holders did acquire land. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. blah. You know that's a weird thing. You gotta be really fucking beat down and like twisted to your like whole society to make you want to be like the fucking person that put that fucking hammer down on you. Yeah, hacienda, haciendas in the Caribbean or Caribbean if you're, if you're British <laughs> or Caribbean as, if you're fucking Billy Ocean. We're primarily as sugar plantations. There you go. Depending on the labor of African slaves imported to the region, were staffed by slaves brought from Africa. So <laughs> of, it's not Hispanic. Of course. No, no, no. no we're still black people. <laughs> we're gonna it's hire more, more black, black people for so the. You might as well put hacienda next to it. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a mulatto there. It's just two two fucking black slave places. <laughs> Next door to each Bla- other. Plantation and Hacienda. <laughs> Dude. Dude, what are you going to do? Oh. We might as well just put up like a freaking like. It should have those those horse posts out front. You know? Remember those- you should have like Auschwitz right next door. <laughs> Auschwitz with the logo, our bites mocked fry. And no black people. We got have Jewish people yeah, there. Got, yeah. And they're selling like high-end bikes or some really, shit. We're getting really racist here. You know that? It's not me. I didn't name the store. No, we didn't. You're the one who brought it up. And then I'm like, I'm just like. We were talking about. Like, basically we were talking it. about how from downtowns are fucking strictly segregated really weirdly. Like, I'll suddenly it'll be one thing to another. And I was just mentioning redlining. that. Is that really redlining? Or red. That is redlining. That's the definition of redlining. <laughs> Why does it got to be red? You know what would be really funny? is if in the real streets, they just, they practically painted that road red. <laughs> white, white arrows, white yeah. here, black there. Yeah. 
<laughs> on each side like of a, the street. It was like it was a Dave Chappelle joke where yeah. he was like he was in the San Francisco and was like. Where where'd you all the black people? Where, where are the crime? Oh, you put all the black people on the side of that bridge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the Bayview, Bye, motherfucker. Come again. Yeah, they're downtown uh, and they're in the Bayview. That's it. Know, downtown Bayview and over across the Bay Bridge. Yeah. That's about they're it. There's like some in the mission. Aimlessly in Berkeley. There's uh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I was at Berkeley to like wandering aimlessly. Yeah, when yeah. I used to work down there. Uh. I used to work at the uh, Rasputin down there. Mm. Mm. On, what, Good what? store. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. store. Yeah, Fucking employees boo. But that's why. Are they, that's the is only it, is job like I ever it, quit because the employees just made me go. Fuck is it this. a music store? Or they're like, oh, they're like music snobs. Are they even more snobbier than you? They're worse because they're younger. Oh yeah, <laughs> and their college. So lives, they're wrong a lot. Their college lives, and do they have a black guy up in front, or is this all white guy? <laughs> I think it was a mix. I think they were going for the Berkeley mix. You know, it's got a little bit of everybody. What do you there. mean by like? Are they like? Oh, you know, this is. It's got a little bit of everybody. I think there's Asian. No, no, dude. but they're like snobby or like yeah. college snobby. Yeah, they, you know, it's look, it's something like this. Oh man, you should have listened to this band. They were no. out like concert. No, it's years. something like I this. Came to the concert two weeks ago, and they were just a bah. Because it, it's it's something like this. It's like I'm sure this is probably one of their first jobs out of school. You know, getting out of high school, sure. they're going into college, right? Yeah, yeah. Or it's an early job, and it's sort of in their heads, at least, an exclusive sort of gig. You know, to work at the because there's not a lot of independent record stores anymore, and to work at one of the few that's like three fucking stories tall, and like actually have like it's a technically like the only record store in Brooklyn. Maybe I don't know. It's been really? a long time I mean, since well, I've been to there. To be quite honest, I mean, I can't think of any other so, big, big ass record. Nothing like, like music that. Store. Certain nothing yeah. like that big. I mean, if you're on Telegraph, it's pretty much where you got to be. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, so it's sort of an exclusive gig. So that can fucking raise your ego up, and especially like if you're young and shit. And I mean, especially if music's the thing that you're into, then like you're like sure, kind, yeah. you're really sort of hooked into the system because yeah. you'll get a lot of the people who do in stores. You'll get to meet those fucking famous people and all that sort of shit and you know so it's got a lot of little side perks that can kind of fluff your ego if sure, if, sure, if, for sure. if you're into it and i'm just not into it and i was just i was working two jobs and i was too fucking old to be sitting around trying to prove my bona fides to a bunch of fucking 22 year olds and shit i was like I'm, i don't care well yeah i mean well you got hired for the job as nothing like yeah proving i got to hired like to the employees i yeah. got a call before i made it to the house <laughs> I was like, I mean, signing because they had you just on the back, just put on just list bands. So I just sort of went alphabetical and just picked an A band, B band, C band, you know, just down the list. And they were just like, cool. <laughs> and they were all just like weird shit, you know. Like I don't know. Well, we got the fazenda. There, these are Brazilian plantations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, you know what? I bet you those are the actual. Nah, I bet there were some Africans, but I'm sure there were some Spanish in that one. Because they had to get the indigenous people. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's look up slavery in Brazil. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> I love that fucking song. Uh, slave labor was a driving force. Uh, oh, slave during the Atlantic slave trade, force. Brazil imported more African slaves than any <laughs> other country. <laughs> <laughs> Every time <laughs> it gets worse, <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> we just find yeah. we find we find something, and then we just find a Maybe fact. These mix. are where the Hispanics were, and wow. this place had more black slaves than anywhere in the fucking world. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, you think about slavery in America, right? Yeah, and remember, it's yeah, it's slavery chattel slavery, slavery, the worst of its kind. It's chattel slavery. This is slavery in Brazil. Brazil. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, again, as I said, during the Atlantic slave trade era, which was probably the height of the yeah, slave trade. that's between, say, your 16, <laughs> 1630 to like... Yeah, like it's when, you know... <clears throat> you're Dutch. It's the thing. It's the thing to do. It's, yeah. It's the thing to do. Everybody, it's the Uber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When slavery was the Uber or... Fu- not even... Well, it's like the Amazon. And, Atlantic. Because <laughs> yeah. you can get shit done quick. Literally, we are in the Amazon. River, there was probably like the Amazon slave trade. Uh, yeah, it Brazil is. imported more African slaves than any other country. Estimated 4.9 million slaves Woo! Brazil, uh, from 1501 1866. 1501, there you go. Uh, today, yeah, because that's the old the school. Exception of Nigeria, yeah. Wait, wait, today, with the exception of Nigeria, yeah. Okay, not, the largest population of people of African descent <laughs> is in Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Except for one other African country. Yeah, and remember, the, the largest big. population of people for, of African descent is not in Africa. Not in the country not of in origin. The continent of Africa. <laughs> not even the continent, yeah. Not, not even the <laughs> continent. The most people of African descent live in Brazil. <laughs> Let you know how that shit swung, and you know what? It's really what's really funny is how. And fuck- I just turn around and I see Kanye's thing about black. I just don't care about my mother, man. Okay, <laughs> dude. I just gotta say, as an aside, Kanye has never been the same since his mom died. Aw. No, for sure, for serious. I, I don't care, dude. Eight oh eight. Everything you, after eight oh eight and heartbreak. Yeah. He just like he just went on a total like like, and then he started voting for Trump because he's dumb. He's a dumb man. <laughs> he always has been. I've never he voted found, for Trump. I've never found him interesting. So I, I'm I certainly don't find thing. him interesting now. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not as if he like he read the platform or anything. He doesn't because he's dumb. He's a music. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I hate to tell you, musicians as a rule, especially successful musicians, good luck in the brains department, my friend. Forty percent of this whole number of slaves brought to the Americas. Forty percent went to. Oh, Brazil. went to Brazil. Forty yeah. percent. I mean, I keep telling. I keep. T- I got this book I bought like two fucking years ago that's still sitting in my house, staring at me, begging me to read it. And it's written really. It's it's a thorough examination of this period, and it ends in seventeen seventy six. So, like, even when I get, cause so when I think about it, when I get to the end of the book. It's still going to be a garbage, oh, yeah, you, know. you know, like oh, yeah. I, it oh, yeah. ends in the middle of slavery still. Right? Oh, yeah. You know? oh, yeah. So like, I'm just so not looking forward to reading the book because it's just going to be an atrocity yeah. after atrocity no, you, after yeah. brutality. Like, you don't wanna, I mean, you want to read those stuff because it's like, it's like, that's pretty interesting. It's stuff, informative. But it's like, man, it's not something that you're like, hey, this is a fun summer read. Yeah, no, like, I think uh, what I really think I'm going to, after I finish this Mary Roach book, I'm going to actually just make a concerted effort to just power through it so so it's not like an itch on my back that i'm just not scratching you know what i mean i just want to get it done so to say that i read it because it's supposed to be really fucking good it's called the counter-revolution of 1776 Hmm. and uh by gerald horn Hmm. i've been looking at it for years i know what it i I know what the book's about i've just never fucking read it (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) okay but anyway after he did the wire he did generation kill and then he did Treme, which is on HBO. I remember. 
then show me a hero and the one i think he's i think it's still on but i'm not sure was the deuce which is a, yeah. a period i have always had a very big uh what, 70s 80s porn yeah a fucking huge uh, uh not obsession over but a fondness for and um in my store Fondness. yeah in my store i used to have uh, a lot of those old and hard to find um things especially at that time oh yeah because you told me that like a lot of pulp stuff and yeah yeah. Yeah. I like all that kind of shit. I like I like uh, yeah. I mean, stuff. I don't have Netflix, so. But what's really interesting? Okay, about the Deuce. Or is it okay, HBO? and is about HBO? podcasting and everything. The Deuce was actually sort of based on a, a fucking podcasting that. God damn it! I was so. It's one of those things where I think about where like I think of all those years I wasted in my fucking twenties, and I just go, boy, these are all those things that you were into that you could have done something with, and now other people are doing. One of them is this pornography seventies and sixties stuff, hmm. and uh, there's a really amazing podcast called The Rialto Report, and basically this television show is a, a filmed version of The Rialto Report, so it's good. It's very, it's it's completely thrilling and interesting and rich and you know it's 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 such a interesting time in American history and um, yeah, just wonderful. Yeah, see, and that neat. I remember seeing that box, that homicide, homicide box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the video stores. Yeah. But there you go. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? David Simon. Ah, the David. Homicide lexicon. Everyone lies. Murderers lie because they have to. Witnesses and other participants lie because they think they have to. Everyone else lies for the sheer joy of it and to uphold a general principle that under no circumstances do you provide accurate information to a cop. Yeah, there you go. Why would you? <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> you know. Two, if the victim is killed once, but a crime scene can be murdered a thousand times. Yeah. Yes, crime scene investigation. Three, the initial 10 to 12 hours after a murder are the most critical to the success of an investigation. The first 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, an innocent man left alone in an interrogation room will remain fully awake, rubbing his eyes, staring at the cubicle walls, and scratching himself in dark, forbidden places. A guilty man left alone in an interrogation room goes to sleep. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I would too. Because <laughs> you're there already, man. It's the, hard, it's the worst fucking... I couldn't imagine a worse place to be. Like, I've been in a jail cell, and that shit sucks. I've been... Like, it's good to be good. It's better to be lucky. Yeah, good yeah. luck with when both of those. When the suspect is immediately identified in an assault case, the victim is sure to live. When no suspect has been identified, the victim will surely die. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. That's funny. It's like, um, what's, what's it? Uh, oh, God, what's it called? Oh! First they're red, then they're green, then they're black. Cases are solved. Cases move from red to black by way of green. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what was the, uh, uh, the thing you said before? is like Murphy's Law. That was the thing I was trying oh, to think That's like of. constantly in the wire. Is like, where's the, how, who signs the OT slips? It's <laughs> like, we won't so- Cases turn from red to black by way of green, yeah. Lieutenant. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's, that's how it is, man. Um, eight. In any case where there is no apparent suspect, the crime lab will produce no valuable evidence. In those cases where a suspect has already confessed and has been identified by at least two eyewitnesses, <laughs> the lab will give you print hits, fiber evidence, <laughs> of blood typings, and a ballistic <laughs> match. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's Murphy's law. <laughs> it's like when you don't got- need this shit, you get all of it, and when you don't, when you need this shit, you'll get none of it. <laughs> <laughs> to a jury, any doubt is reasonable. The better the case, the worse the jury. 
A good man of is hard course. to find, but 12 of them gathered together in one place is a miracle. Yeah, I was going to say it's impossible. I was going to say something like that. 10, there's no... It's really funny. Two. It reads like a comic book. It reads like something from the 40s. There is no such thing as a perfect murder. Always has been, and anyone who tries to prove otherwise merely proves himself naive and romantic. A fool is ignorant of rules 1 through 9. Yeah, exactly. One of them should be fucking only do crimes by yourself. Right? Don't don't have a group if you can. The less people, the better. Conspiracies? No, I'm just saying. The the if there's such thing as a perfect crime, the only way to do it is usually a solo thing. Because you know, anytime you add another person, you add another level of complexity to something that has a need to be there. AKA another fucking person with a mouth and a heartbeat that could talk sure. about the thing that you. Well, just I think did. the whole idea of a perfect crime is something that. You you wouldn't be able to know about it. Yeah, because it's perfect. Because it's perfectly, <laughs> exactly. so it's perfectly been done. You don't know about it. I mean, and if you think about like you read about it or you watch something about a supposedly perfect crime, they've pretty much shown you how it's done. Yeah. So it's not as if it can like you show you how a crime can be solved. If a crime can be solved, it is not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I get you know the closest that you can say like the free market is a perfect crime. <laughs> Oh, yeah, criminal enterprise. Except we're just all paying for it. Criminal, criminal enterprise, right there already. Yeah, you know, but um, yeah, I was just uh, how how did you finish the fucking wire? Or how far yeah, are you I've into been, it? I've, I've seen it. I've seen it several times. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know that. But I, it's just uh, I it's just, one you like to rewatch. I just like yeah. I just like I just like rewatching it. It's just what's a, it? McNulty. Jimmy McNulty. And uh, what's uh, what's a what's skate, skater Bunkmoreland? What's his name? So skate skater skater Bell Stringer Bell Stringer Bell. Yeah, that's so the there's thing. like there's a bunch of characters. Skater Bell. There's that a bunch of characters. I mean, then they're all like they're all they have their own person. But isn't that guy who played Bell Idris Elba? Yeah, isn't he? He's also Luther. Yeah, yeah he's sort of a big star yeah, now yeah. or something. Yeah. And so it's kind of funny because. I saw, I just happened to see like an episode of Luther. Oh, okay. And so it's pretty much like Stringer Bell with a British accent, slight British accent, except he's a good guy. Oh. <laughs> and and I was like, Stringer Bell's a good guy. It's like, I don't, I, I can't see it. Because <laughs> in The Wire, Stringer Bell is a fucking badass. He's a badass <laughs> motherfucker. And he's like, they're doing Robert's rules. He's like, Man, are you writing something on a criminal fucking conspiracy? Like, we're supposed to write notes for Robert's Rules. Yeah, like, Robert's Rules of Engagement. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you writing on a criminal fucking conspiracy? Get <laughs> shit back, man. What the hell are you talking about? What the hell are you doing? Ah, that's funny. <laughs> what are you doing writing that shit on a criminal fucking conspiracy? <laughs> like, <laughs> Robert's awesome. Rules says we gotta have minutes after every meeting. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, okay, I remember now generation kill was the fucking the iraq one i forgot okay sorry it was bugging my ass because i remember seeing when generation kill was coming out on hbo mm. and i just couldn't remember what the fuck it was and then i saw yeah that's what it is uh, most of the awards series one were for series season four and five yeah so i think that was four the four was dealing with education five was dealing with the newspapers Maybe. oh of so course. that's interesting because in season five oh well, I don't want to spoil the plot for you. I'm never going to watch it. Oh, well, season matter. five is like, so the police, they're, they're underfunded during, oh. the, during the season. Okay. So they, they're not getting OT. Oh, no. So imagine, no. Well, imagine you work a nine to five, but you work these cases. Mm-hmm. You have to work these cases OT. Okay. But if you're not getting paid OT, none of the cases are getting solved. No one's actually doing any sort of like crime. Like they're not like solving any crimes. Yeah. 
And so what happens? Everything is getting that piled Minolte, up. He makes. He basically fakes a crime. Okay. He manufactures a crime. Okay. Which is something that okay. So if you're be a illegal officer, as fuck. If you are, if you are, <laughs> if you murder police, you manufacture a murder. The whole idea there is. I can see that absolutely he, happening. The whole point is for him. He manufactures a serial killer oh. so that his case gets funding from the city. Yeah. And so he basically doles out funding to all of his other guys. Is like, hey, you need to work on your triple homicide. Here, here's the funding. Go get your, go go finish your case. Okay. Because it's like he knows his case will never be solved. Yeah, of course. So he so he he makes so he like a slush fund of money that he can for his fellow officers. Yeah. But then it's like his weird Robin dude, Hood what version. What the fuck are you doing? This yeah. is like you're you're you you basically fake. A crime. Yeah, because you're creating panic in the streets because people think there's a serial killer on yeah. the loose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. And what happens is that he fakes it, then the newspaper reporter that he gets he gets to basically get to lie about it, he gets into it too. He should go to fucking jail. Does he go tell me he goes to jail at the end no of the No one goes course. to jail. Fuck. None of them this. go to jail. Well, some of them- <laughs> Well, of course he doesn't. Uh, they find no, 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 no. Wait, wait. Um, no, no, no. Okay, they 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 arrest the the head kingpin, but then he gets out of jail. I'm talking about McNulty, the guy that faked the crime. No, no, no. He, he doesn't get. A, he doesn't go. They fire him. They fire him. At the oh, end. they do fire him. Yeah. Well, that's more punishment than most one, police ever season get. Season one, he's like he's typing. He's like, what yeah. the fuck do I gotta do to get to get fired? To yeah. Get kicked out of this. I remember department? that. You just keep doing the shit that you're doing, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool that's cool right because yeah. like i um you know, the way it was presented it was like well this guy, if <laughs> in reality if someone had done that and like oh, that would have been all over the news yes and here's the thing this is like 2001 and 2004 this it is like, still would have been all over this the was news like in the after- <laughs> but also the thing was that this was in the aftermath of 9-11 yeah and so they're talking about drug cases and it's like they're like talking to the fbi is like yeah we're not doing any more drug cases because half of our crew has been like assigned to oh, terrorism so that's sort of what their so that, comment is on on this comment one is on like you know this extra money take, what does it take to solve crimes and like what is the politics behind what is the real agenda behind solving crimes yeah yeah like yeah. in the third season they're like okay we're gonna we're gonna arrest these people in the corners okay what does that do what do we learn <laughs> yeah what do we do? once we once we release them they're going back on the streets yeah, they yeah. Don't do it. and it's like what is it that you're learning what is it that we're we're, we're really doing nothing. we're not really changing anything no and it's like what happens because that's that's what they say they it's try a- to like try to make changes try to stop the crime and what happens <laughs> that the crime is so thoroughly inter like intertwined with the politics yes of the city, yeah then they're like what the fuck? We just spent like thirty years just like working a job that doesn't do anything. Yeah, like it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I've always said. I've always said yeah, those dudes are just that, that was the, that's the bullshit. I mean, that's the bullshit of of of, of city life. And it's know? like, look, if you're a chump. Because the police need crime. They need crime to get paid. <laughs> they get paid to solve crimes. If there are no crimes to solve, yeah. They're out of the job, and that's a damn shame. Yeah, you know, that's, <laughs> isn't that, that is boy, the thing. us that having is, a better world makes their life worse? Exactly. No, no. If you think about it, they it's it's kind of it, it's a weird kind of dualistic thinking. But good needs evil, evil needs good in order to actually in order to people know that there is such a thing as good and evil. Yeah, it's so like you need to, it's like you need to have the good guys and you need to have the bad guys. It's like demolition man. 
<laughs> remember demolition man all yeah, the fucking yeah. crime is like solved so all the police are just like you know john spartan yeah all the police are like you know why did they give him the ability to make like do like net and we like basketball oh, yeah, well, yeah. Skill? yeah like okay of all the skills you're going to put into like induce well that's the why people, they put it that's why they put him in there because no, he likes to I mean, kill people he's a murderer yeah, yeah, yeah so no, they no, teach him how to crochet no, but but of all the things no, you're gonna nits. teach them to do in crowd drink freezing, it's crochet. Yeah. Why? Well, like, why don't you like not teach them anything? Oh, because you gotta, you know, it's rehab, man. You get, you gotta learn something, right? We're rehabilitating them. You gotta take that you're energy. Cryogenically frozen for several hundred for Look, several man, decades. They're in there feeding them shit. It, like you know, like remember back in the eighties, in the nineties. Of all the things, remember Taco the Bell 80s, is still alive. Remember Taco the, Bell still exists. You remember the eighties and the nineties? They used to have those tapes where they probably still fucking sell them. Where if you go to sleep and you play this in your sleep, you'll learn whatever the fuck. So right, so we got my man John. He's in the cryo free and they're just playing just how you but why admit, crochet bro. but why crochet because he has to put that energy somewhere and what a wonderful place to put that energy but in a like a pillow <laughs> <laughs> or a sweater or a hat <laughs> he's got to use his hands man he's used to firing guns hey man all i know is that even with it's his like a smoker they didn't want to teach he, him he how to smoke able to beat wait what's his name phoenix or wesley other. snipes yeah what's his snipes' character what's his name what was his what's character's name That's some Demolition. bullshit some, it's super funny phoenix. though it's a great movie Something phoenix right? oh yeah yeah what a great movie great song too by manfred mann Fucking Simon Phoenix. Yeah, that's his yeah. name. That's a great fucking movie, bruh. It was. It was. That one, uh, there's a couple movies that, like, um, back then that kind of, that one didn't slip under the radar. That was a big fucking hit. But there were a couple back then that people still sort of shit on it, or, like, you know, kind of side eye, but are really, really, actually, really good. <laughs> one I'll go to bat for that I think people talk shit about because I don't think any of them have actually sat down and watched it, mm-hmm. is Soul Man. And people talk shit about Soul, C. Thomas Howell's Soul Man so much. It's still one yeah. of my... It's a great movie. There's a black man who calls Soul Man a great movie. It's a legitimately funny movie. With, because it was a with, send-up. I'm sure he was With a really good points about fucking white people's... Uh, they're stuffy it's about it's really making fun of uh yuppies and their fucking closed-mindedness and what's really interesting first off it's really funny and it got one of the funniest fucking scenes in a movie period at the dinner scene if anybody's seen it they'll know and james earl jones is really good and it's yeah it's it's a wonderful film and the fact that people have just shit on it just from the poster and the idea of it that just shows me how dumb people are just how surface people are never seen the motherfucker i've watched that movie probably 30 times mm-hmm. it's really good mm-hmm. radon chong's very good the little son's very good the dad's great uh leslie nielsen's really really funny as the racist ass dad <laughs> Pre, uh, what's that movie you did? The Naked Gun. It's before the Naked Gun. Yeah. Oh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. But that's one of those movies that uh, just normally, like Demolition Man or whatever, where people just think, oh, it's just kind of shitty something movie. No, it's really good. You know. Oh, yeah. 
People, no, I, I never saw it. That's what I'm saying. People always talk shit. Soul Man, what? See Thomas Hall dress up as a black guy, and that's it. Then they leave it right there. They have no idea what it's about. So what? Uh, what's his name? Um, Ray Don Chong. Yeah. What's his? Uh, uh, Tommy Chong's daughter. Ray Don Chong. But uh, who's the? Um, yeah, it's a good movie. That's it. James O. Jones. Yep. He There's plays the professor. Too. Told you. I know yeah. that movie backwards and forwards. His friend Styles or whatever the fuck. He's really cutty too. Whatever his name is. Styles. That's that's the dude from Teen Wolf. Anyway. But uh, yeah, I like that movie. Uh <laughs> there's one movie that C. Thomas Howell did like in the fucking mid nineties called Pure Danger that is pure garbage. He directed that fucking thing and there's it's got one of the funniest scenes in the because like it starts off with this badass action sequence. Like before people were fucking with wires and shit in the West, C. Thomas Howell was out there fucking putting people on wires and shooting them all over the place. And in the very beginning of Pure Danger, there's this brother that sticks his head up and he's been in a shit ton of movies this big bald black dude he gets up and he's like he goes motherfuckers and just starts shooting and he gets shot and they whip his ass like 30 feet behind him <laughs> like on a wire just zoop, and he just goes flying back he gets shot with a shotgun he's just firing motherfucker boom and he just goes back <laughs> 30 feet behind him into the wall. It's amazing. It's a horse shit movie, but pure Direct to video. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I told you. It's yeah, a no. garbage movie. We got, yeah, no. C. Thomas Howell was really... What, you, does it say what fucking year that came out? 96. Oh, I told you. Mid-90s, baby. 96. People weren't fucking with... Like, um, 95 or 97, C. Thomas Howell was in the directed video, video game. He was heavy in the directed Oh, video yeah, game. baby. He was making like that, 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 that DTV oh, money. Late 90s, he had the DTV money. There you go, man. Oh, oh, I, think, oh. I think he's still in the he's DTV money. The DTV money man. <laughs> I think there he's growled his way out of that oh, motherfucker, that. man. <laughs> I don't look think at that. Look at the Dirk DeVito <laughs> stuff. He's all there, man. He's think, all there. I don't think he's come back from... H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. The Da Vinci Treasure. <laughs> War of the Worlds 2. <laughs> and that is not the fucking... Uh, that first one is not the Tom Cruise version. Uh, 2008's The Day the Earth Stopped. And 2009's <laughs> The Land That Time Forgot. Hey, that's a good movie. The old one. He was alumnus <laughs> guy number two in American Pie Presents the Book of Love. Oh, boy, that's some DTV shit. Oh, man. He's alumnus guy number two. <laughs> oh, you even get top villain as the alumnus. You don't even get a name. You don't even get a, one, you don't even get a first name. You're alumnus guy number two. Number two, not even number one. He was Patrick Cole in Chili Christmas. Oof. This is fucked up. You know, I know it's a sad story following. He did voiceovers for Justice League. Yeah, and, and what's her name? Jamie Gertz is worth $2 billion. What the fuck is going on in this world? Jamie Gertz? Didn't we talk, didn't one day, me and you talking about Wait, that? like the actress, isn't she? Actress? Yeah, the actress. From Remember we were talking about Lost Boys? Oh my and we God. remember the bitch was worth $2 oh billion. Dollars. Jamie Gertz? Look at her like, net worth. Why are you like... Look at her net worth. She's part owner of the Atlantic Hawks. They, they, look at her net worth. What the fuck is going on? Why does Jamie Gertz have $2 billion? Because <laughs> she's a part owner of the Atlantic Hawks. How? Okay? 
Because she married this dude. She married this dude that was like. Private equity firm. Yeah. And he purchased the. Private equity. You want to know why Toys R Us is out of business? Her husband. (laughs) That's what private equity does. They buy out businesses and shut them down. There you go. And and that's Jamie Gertz's old man. Ugh. That's Uh, crazy, though. Let me see. 2011, the Giving Back Fund named Gertz and her husband the number one donor to charity of any celebrity in 2010. Serves the board director of the Melanoma Research Alliance. They live in the exclusive Beverly Park community of a vacation home in Malibu. Yeah, I bet. So they have billions of dollars? Yeah, that, that's fucked up. Because, like, sorry, but... Really? Yeah, like, what the fuck? How do you look up net worth of, like, Forbes? No, you know what's really fucked up? <laughs> Is that, like, normally Holy if you just fuck. look up... A- <laughs> Thank you! Holy fuck. Talk about somebody who didn't earn shit worth more money than God. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What's that number? Facts of life. Facts of life. It's like, oh, but no, we show it, no, you know, and now you're going out the facts of life. The facts of life. So she was on the facts of life. Okay, wait. Your dreams. Oh, yeah, so that makes her worth 52 bill or $2 billion. The vast majority is. Billion. You remember that's 100 million. Billionaire. T- yeah. Thank you, California community property. So that whatever you get married, whatever your husband makes, yeah. you get half. Half. Woo! <laughs> I'd marry his ass and fucking divorce him for two billion dollars. I don't give a fuck. Never have to do shit again. Tony Wrestler. He never had Aries management with Aries management. What an asshole. But uh, yeah. And see Thomas Howell sitting in War of the Worlds two, the next wave. Wait, so (laughs) Jamie. Wait, wait. So how did we get to to, from see Thomas Howell to? Jimmy Gertz. Oh, because his life is just so... Just, I mean, he's working. They're in shitty... Oh, compared to what she... Yeah, did. yeah. Just two people that were, you know, similarly famous, even though she was way less famous than he was. You know, he was in The Outsiders and fucking The Hitcher. Yeah, she was... I mean, she was... She her was biggest big, role is... is no, is <laughs> no, either with the Alex Lost Beale. Boys or what? what's the other one? Uh, Alex McBeal. Oh, Less Than Zero. Or Less Than Isn't Zero. Isn't she in Less Than Zero? Yes, yeah. she was in Less Than Zero. Those Lost are like Boys, her biggest Less roles. Than Zero. After yeah. that, she's done. She might as well be direct to video. Right? What else has she done after that? Nothing. Uh, l- uh, nothing that I'm familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing that. But, I mean, she. Oh, wait, she's in Twister. That's like, isn't she? What? No, 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 she no. Helen Hunt's Twister. in Twister. She Helen was Hunt. In, no, she was in Twister. She was the other. There. The other, other, other female. Yeah, that that not Helen Hunt. The non-Helen Hunt scientist. Was she also, maybe, she might have been like, wait, wait. Hold on. Isn't she? Yeah, she's the other. She's the other doctor. Okay. Yeah. I knew she was in it. I thought she was in it, but. <laughs> Jesus. Twister's a pretty fun movie, actually. It's all right. I, I like I it. I forgot C. Thomas Howell's one of the kids in E.T. That's a damn oh, shame. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Did he die? Oh, yeah, he died a while ago. What am I talking about? <laughs> he died last year, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. 
That guy was a, that guy was a good. He's a good freaking actor, man. That's a damn shame. This motherfucker's still in movies. What, Bill Paxton? No, C. Thomas Howell. <laughs> he's like 2019. He's got one on the books. <laughs> yeah, he was in Moonlighting. What a great show that was. God damn it. Oof. Wow. Oh, he was on The Walking Dead. C. Thomas Howell? Mm-hmm. He was on The Punisher. He was on MacGyver, the new one. He was on The New Dynasty. I didn't even know there was Paxton more with Cameron on The Terminator. And then later on Aliens. Okay, we're, what are we doing? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? I think we should take a short break or something, but I think we're We're, we're almost running to the end of this. We're one. almost done. <laughs> <laughs> we are looking up discographies, film discog- filmographies of Sir Thomas Howell and the late Bill Paxton. Hey, man. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do, man? He fucking guy was... Plantation. <laughs> At least we went from we're plantation to sea How are you bringing it back to plantation, man? Soul Man, is this what we're talking... We were just running around in circles talking about blackface? <laughs> yeah. And plantations. <laughs> we talked to. We got in plantation to see Thomas Howell's soul man. With, we started with the wire. What the hell? We started. We started talking the about the wire this? and Dave Simon. All right. And then we how, so, do, how do and how do we talked about how I was to actually talk this way. <laughs> and then we talked about how downtowns have weird segregation. Radio free. Yeah. And yeah. No shit. And then we went from how it was segregated to like there's a store, and especially how this downtown was Who's weird. Listen to this. I, I would. <laughs> you already are. Yeah, exactly. So Barely. you know what? You Barely. know what? I'll tell you what. Yeah, no shit. God damn it. Right, my hands are fucking freezing. All right. Jamie Lee Curtis. Woo. Hey, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was married to Radon Chong. Apparently he was. Hey, that's nice. Oh, I'm sorry. No wonder. Because they were married for literally... One year. Eighty nine to ninety. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fuck, man. I knew I should have played freaking uh freaking Baker Mayfield instead of Patrick Mahomes. What? Fantasy football. Oh. I know. Yeah. We're trying to get you're trying to we're trying to get to another place here. Oh well I can tell you this, I bought Super Smash Brothers the other day. Hey. That was pretty cool. It was Super Smash Brothers Elite. Is that what it is? Ultimate. Ultimate. It's got everything. I went, I brought it all down here to fuck with it. And for some reason, the password, I couldn't get the fucking password to work until I was like just getting ready to start. So I brought the thing down here for no reason but to just <laughs> carry it in my back well, pocket. Are they the same character, like the same, same um, lineup? Same it's lineup everybody. Or? It's got 72 characters. Good God, okay. Yeah, I don't understand. I do. How do you have seventy-two possible characters to play? Look at it, Ganondorf. Well, I can never play Ganondorf. I could never. I never knew how to play Ganondorf. This is the first one I ever really played, so I'm really enjoying it. Um, Pika is probably one of the better ones. I mean, I played Super Smash Bros. Melee, so that's Melee, the one everybody loves. Melee, it's Link. Link is good. Yeah. Pika, Pikachu is good. 
Um, everybody has their own. Everybody has their own favorite characters. Yeah, like I was playing Bowser. Everybody, everybody, like can do. Yeah, uh, look Captain at all those Fal- goddamn Captain people. Captain Falcon. People can do Captain Falcon. Yeah, kept every literally every, damn near every fucking character that's ever been in a Nintendo game basically is in this motherfucker. Fox is good. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like in the actual characters that are that you can play, like everybody. I know, but they all, <laughs> you can literally. No, you can play everybody. I'm just saying, like you get to learn to have different powers and different yeah. things like you have a, a favorite character to play yeah okay. i like uh oh it's seamus i always say her name Seamus. Wrong. yeah from uh from metroid yeah i like you can do the little spin where yeah, you drop the bomb I, I never understood seamus's powers but yeah seamus is good when you can use and there's one where you can jump and do the spin and fucking catch him in there and you're just bang, 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 bang. It's all right. Have, it's uh, a little bouncy. I'm not really a big fighting game fan. Oh, they do have Snake. Oh, they brought yeah. they brought him in. Okay. But I'll tell you what's cool about it. Um, like even just being a non like, like I remember when Street Fighter and all that shit came out and all that stuff, right? And like I'm okay at him. Dude, you can, and dude, what's wild is all the fucking stages. I played that Wii Fit stage the other day. It's so weird. Like, you're in this fucking room, and it's like some guy just like, like, you're doing a treadmill and shit, and you're jumping all over shit, and it's, it's wild. It's really fun. But, oh, but what I was saying was, um, like, I, I don't play a lot of them, like, for long stretches, you know? Like, um, like I'll play RPGs forever. Like, I can sit in an RPG and play it 180 hours and not even blink. But, um, like, I bought this one, and I have Tennis, which are just, like, shorter games that I like to play once in a while. Like, I'll never be great at them, but, like, they're sort of evergreen games where, where they'll, they'll always start to turn up fun. Like, you could put in Street Fighter 2 today and still have fun with it. And um, although, and I read although it's and so all, slow, all the fu- so slow. But all, they were like, yeah, it's very slow. Okay, but um, but what I like about it, like uh, this is this thing was rated as highly as everything like Link was, or not Link, but uh, the Zelda was. Uh. And so I know that it's a like a purchase that I'll always be able to come back to and have fun with. Mm, so, mm. And I, I don't know if I'll ever like these people are talking about like basically every 10 minutes you'll unlock a new character. I think I've unlocked like two characters. So and some of the people that like read the review, they like unlocked them all in like two day or a day or two days and shit. And I was like, dude, that's what it might take me fucking five months to get all these goddamn characters unlocked because <laughs> I'm playing Civilization six and I don't give a fuck. I'll play that all day. Mm. In fact, that's why I came down here to play was that Civ six. And then, uh, like I said, I only got the goddamn password to work two seconds ago. Civilization Six. Yeah. Is it still Sid Meier? Yeah, absolutely. Sid Woo! Yeah, it's really fun too. Like that. Rock. See, Civilization was one of those games. Like I, I used to have a computer back in the day, you know, and like, uh, just a PC nut. And you'd always see, or I would always see advertisements for Civilization. And I just never fucking picked it up. And uh, you'd read all the reviews really? and they'd be fucking great. Well, and I mean, run this unless thing you're, I mean, unless you're into, unless you're into like, uh, turn based strategies or real, or yeah. See, that's the thing. I wasn't really like? into like war game type strategy games, even though I like the concept. I wasn't really into wow, that's pretty fantastic. But Although there's so many more, different this is closer to like, but yeah, they changed it up. But yeah. there's so much more to it than just war gaming, 
you know the whole setting up your societies and your you know like how you're gonna their worships and all the little it, it just reminds me of a of a like a like a euro board game just sort of uh made for the well it would have been a pc but now it's just a console huh. the switch in particular interesting yeah like i built the uh i built like some mausoleum the other day <laughs> the mausoleum of Halicarnassus. that's the one it's a ancient <laughs> wonder of the world yeah i did like five of them in one city i did like the eiffel tower yeah, yeah. You always put your, your biggest your all world wonders in your in your capital city yeah. that's what i would always do <laughs> so you put stupid. the pyramids the great yeah. wall the fucking eiffel tower eiffel tower you got the washington <laughs> monument there <laughs> Dude, I remember Civ 1 is like, oh, you got the Great Wall, and then you got the pyramids in the background, and you have this small-ass village. Yeah. <laughs> small-ass village with, like, it's got nothing. With, like, what, with huts? And you got the pyramids in the background. Yes! We finished creating the pyramids, motherfucker. We have not created sanitation yet, but we have made yeah. the pyramids. Yeah, I got nuclear weapons, but I don't have sanitation yet. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. My other, my other, my other town is the 21st century. They're still making aqueducts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they still fight with muskets. <laughs> yeah. Aqueducts. Tell me, you do not know civilization if you don't know aqueducts. You need the aqueducts. We need to have all the water running downhill. I learned what an aqueduct was. I didn't learn it in history class. I didn't take I didn't take Roman interior interior design. I didn't take Roman city planning. So I learned aqueducts from civilization. Oh man! What did I learn? The word They're apothecary. The word apothecary did not. I learned that from Quest for Glory by Sierra Games. Because they didn't have a pharmacist, you had to go to the apothecary. I think I learned what fucking tea be what from Oregon Trail. There you <laughs> go. What? Uh, how did my son die of diphtheria? Oh, diphtheria. <laughs> what is dysentery? Dysentery, yeah. Cholera and dysentery? Cholera. Why everybody die? <laughs> Apparently, except for me. My whole yeah. family dies except for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just keep going forward. <laughs> Bankers got all the money? No wonder. That's what they learn. You learn Oregon Trail. Bankers have all the money. Teachers have shit. That's really what you learn. <laughs> That's what you learn. It's going to be a tough road to hoe getting to the end Dude, of the Oregon remember, Trail as a teacher. I remember if you won as a teacher, kudos. Yeah, bro. Kudos. Yeah. Holy <laughs> fuck. How the fuck you survive as a teacher you in Oregon Trail? You are amazing. <laughs> that was like historical perspective. They didn't have teachers come to the West. They could. They just they died, died halfway they there. Died fucking school. They got the Fort Laramie. They're like, nah, hey, dude. Yep, nope. You start, you start only with $250 and nothing. <laughs> And nothing. And the knapsack on your head. I don't even get a gun to start out with. My fuck. You got like a fucking number two pencil, and that's it. Go. I was like, why? Like you could. There's a whole oh. bunch of other occupations you could have chosen. It was either right? banker or teacher. Yeah, we got. No, no, no. Nobody ever chose teacher. Fuck no. Nobody ever chose teacher. That's so fuck. And it was in classrooms too. I know. It was, a, <laughs> it was like this is a classroom game, and you're like, do not be a teacher because you don't make one. any money. Yeah. <laughs> They don't start out with any money at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
Oh, God. That is funny. That is the only fucking thing that you learned out of that game was <laughs> don't be a teacher. Don't be a teacher. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, they wanted you to be a teacher, but it was like... Not not from that fucking shit. No. I say five. That's amazing that that goddamn the game original, is... Original, oh, yeah, the original Oregon Trail. Holy fuck, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there's two entries, too. There's one for the fucking... The actual Oregon Trail on Wikipedia, and then there's one for the game. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, the 1985 video game based on the 1971 video game. Yep, that's well, that dumb box. Each for me. Yeah, yeah. The second program multiplies his raw score depending on the initial level of resources determined by the profession of the party's leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah here they go. Yeah, the Apple II game. 1600 receives no bonus. A sort of a carpenter with 800 is doubled. Score of the farmer starting with 400 is tripled. Yeah. Well, I didn't know you could be a farmer. Yeah, because you had to get to the end of the game. No, you never you know, made it to the end of the game for your... professions you could be. Oh, there's a few of them. I know, but they all give you extra stuff, didn't they? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, who the fuck? No, God, look at all this horse shit. That's crazy. There's a fucking 2018 Target exclusive version of the motherfucking Oregon Trail. Oh, there's only three of them you could start out with in the original one. Oh, the, yeah. But then Oregon Trail 2... Ooh. <laughs> I forgot there was a oh, river yeah. rafting oh part. Oh, my God. Yeah, like 20 different freaking like occupations. What? Yeah, in Oregon Trail 2. Get the fuck out. Yeah. How, Doc, could, you, how could you have Dr. 20 Merchant, different... Pharmacist Wainwright, Gunsmith, Mason, and they all had different abilities that you could add to. Oh, please. Pastor, I'm artist, teacher. Teacher. I'm That's the one that didn't artist. have shit. Yeah. Artist. Why would you ever be the artist? Why would you ever be the artist in Oregon Trail 2? <laughs> all right yeah fuck this not all a right, weird so way to end it n- next time we should take an Oregon trail to plantation <laughs> to the hacienda to hacienda <laughs> remember if you learned anything from today is is that there are more uh african slaves brought to brazil than to any other country yeah, the, not, not just that, that, that there's more goddamn black people in brazil than there are they're more in africa people of african descent <laughs> living in brazil than there are in anywhere else except for nigeria nigeria <laughs> and brazil is number one number two is brazil for, pe- right. for number of people with african descent amazing oh, fuck them
Without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. 
listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. <laughs> 